From our 901 Mission Street studios, you are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Welcome to Total SF and welcome to the intro, John King. Thank you so much. Sam Whiting wrote a wonderful chronicle story about the Van Mission, which led us to schedule an emergency Total SF podcast about fake neighborhoods. Or fakerhoods, as we call this in Brandingville. <laughs> fakerhoods. This this podcast is coming out of a um, Slack channel discussion that started going around, and we're talking about what is and what isn't a neighborhood. We're going to cover that in this podcast. Our editor-in-chief, Audrey Cooper, is here. Sam Whiting, who wrote the Van Mission story, is here. But you came in with a very important historic artifact here, um, what is what is this in your hand right now? Very quickly, I grew up in Walnut Creek, so I'm a longtime Bay Area resident. And in 1977, the San Francisco Chronicle Examiner published a magazine on the neighborhoods of San Francisco, where Jerry Adams, a truly great reporter for decades, went through the map of San Francisco and meticulously detailed in single paragraphs everything that was felt to be a neighborhood within San Francisco or a sub-neighborhood, which is why he includes an entry for Tucker Hill, which I never... Never heard of it. Never heard of it. It's in part of Pacific Heights, Country Club Manor out near Lake Merced. So it was one of these things that I was in college at the time. I saw it. I thought, wow, this is super cool, or high school, and never threw it out. Nice. Uh, Is there any East Cut... Van Mission or Tender Knob in Jerry Adams' 1977 story? No. No. Yes. (laughs) Whoa. Rincon Hill. Rincon Hill. Okay. So Rincon Hill is in there. John, we have a lot of ground to cover. I'm excited about it. But first, I'm going to talk to our listeners about podcast surveys. Have you done your podcast survey yet? I have not. I'm going to tell you how to do it. You can take a quick survey at sfchronicle.com slash podcast survey. If you complete it, you'll be entered in a drawing for one of five $100 gift cards, which the Chronicle doesn't give away $100 gift cards very often. So this is an opportunity. Uh, It's short. We really want to know what you think. That's sfchronicle.com slash podcast survey. I'm Peter Hartlob here with John King, Sam Whiting, and Audrey Cooper, and this is Total SF. Thank you very much. Sam Whiting, John King, and Audrey Cooper. Welcome to the San Francisco Chronicle. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. We're here all the time. (laughs) I finally got a welcome here. Welcome to the Total SF Podcast. And welcome to our new archive studio. You have all been on a podcast that I'm hosting, but this is all of your first time here. And I'd have to describe you guys as like children going to Disneyland for the first time in your awe of the new archive studio. Correct or incorrect? Um, the the archive itself where we are, I would say yes, is very exciting and clean. What's outside of the door is so triggering to me that I need <laughs> to leave or else I will get a dumpster and start throwing things away. It's so messy. Yeah, it's super messy. Um, we're here because of you, Sam Whiting. Um, somebody discovered a new neighborhood in San Francisco. I, I already see Audrey's blood boiling 
Uh, Sam, what is this neighborhood and how did this story come your way? The neighborhood is Van Mission. Not the Van Mission, Van Mission. And uh, the neighborhood is down at the intersection of South Van Ness and Mission Streets, which means it should probably be So Van Mission. And uh, it's where this uh, building called 1550 is going up. And I got the assignment because Audrey sniffed it out, brought it to my own editor, Kitty Morgan, who put me on it. And right away I could think about of about 10 other neighborhoods that uh, have no other reason to exist. A rare, a rare case where I actually got somebody to write something I wanted them <laughs> to write about at this place. <laughs> Audrey, how did you sniff this out? Okay, so I got an email from my gym that said, we're opening a new one at Van Mission. And I thought, no, that's not a thing. What in the world is Van Mission? <laughs> and then I saw a tweet about it. And then somebody else said something, all within like 24 hours, said something about Van Mission. And I was like, if we don't jump on this right now and kill it, uh, this is actually going to become a thing. So that's how stories are very occasionally born. This is a very Sam Whiting story. Um, there are certain stories that I just go, Sam Whiting story. You know, Poet Laureate of Brisbane, I'm just like, Sam Whiting story. Like, I wouldn't jump on it. I'm just going to read, just to embarrass you, Sam, I'm going to read my favorite paragraph from your Van Mission story to you. The name Van Mission works for us. We will be the first to fly the flag there, said Walsh, who has no relation to the Eagles guitarist. There is also no relation between Van Mission and Van Morrison or Van Halen, but the same cadence is similar, and Walsh is happy to endorse any comparison that helps with the branding. You had fun with this, right, Sam? Well, it sure. seems yeah. like you did. Yeah, although I also wanted to find out who came up with this name? Because I was uh, fairly certain this one was not organic. Somebody decided this, or a group of people decided this, or a marketing team decided this, or an advertising agency decided it. And so I wanted to get that fact and weave it through all of the other preposterous neighborhood names that uh, have come through in this new real estate age. Uh, John King, you see a lot of this in your line of work, I'm sure. Um, is this something that's kind of sped up over the years? And you, you have something in your hand here that, that has some neighborhood names too. What's kind of your relationship on your beat as our urban design critic and neighborhood names and how they come and go? Neighborhood names come about two ways. One is a new, a basically part of the city that hasn't really been developed much gets developed. And these days, developers or landowners want to brand it. The other, which goes back into the 60s and 70s, is tied to gentrification and just a neighborhood's identity starts to change and real estate agents say, wait, the Western Edition, we're talking Lower Fillmore. Or NOPA in a way kind of came about, although we'll talk about that later. But in the case of San Francisco, the most recent one I've seen that I still have real problems with is the East Cut. And this is a thing that involves the Rincon Hill where a lot of towers have sprouted and trans the, the areas around the Trans Bay Transit Center where a lot of towers have sprouted. There's a community benefits district that is created by the property owners who pay taxes to this thing. 
and it wanted to start creating a new single image for it, and it came up with the name The East Cut. Now, if you want to cook up a fake name to brand something, that's fine. The problem I have with it is The East Cut is a, is a reference to Second Street, which in the 1870s was cut through Rincon Hill to the waterfront. Second Street is north-south, it's folk, but the district is focused on Folsom Street, which is an east-west street. So it's like, if you want to come up with a fake name, that's fine, but there's got to be some logic to it, which is why I'm more of a fan of Van Mission than oh, anyone really? else in the room. That is a very detailed explanation for something that you could just say, it's a stupid name. <laughs> <laughs> what a dumb name. That's the rough draft. And then I edit down for the uh, actual version. I, I'm on board with you, but that's a hard argument to fit in a tweet. And it seems like East Cut, I saw it and I thought like I do with most neighborhood names, I thought it was ridiculous. But they have a lot of money behind it. I was riding my bike. This is when I knew we were lost. I was riding my bike down the street and I saw guys cleaning up the streets there in East Cut vests. And I'm like, they've invested in clothing for people cleaning up the streets. And there are East Cut banners with slogans. It's going to be hard to kill. It reminds me of, uh, remember when Clay and Steph on the Warriors suddenly everybody's calling them the, the Splash Brothers. And I'm on, I'm on Twitter, I'm like, this is the stupidest name, this is never gonna stick. It sounds like they're like taking a bath together and splashing each other. It, it, it's a horrible, horrible name, this will never stick. Ann Killian's jumping in and agreeing with me. I'm thinking like, everybody's gonna regret this. They still call them the Splash Brothers. I'm worried that East Cut is gonna be our Splash Brothers. Well, the ominous thing with East Cut is that, the East Cut, is that I think it's on Google Maps now. So if you're just tapping in Folsom and Spear Street on the map, it says East Cut. So in other words, it's getting into the whole fabric of technology. Probably because half the people who live there work for Google. Yeah. <laughs> that's my guess. <laughs> and the rest work for Instagram, so that's true. Your feelings on East Cut, Sam? Uh, I like the East Cut better than East Cut, but I also... One of my main pet peeves is wine country as opposed to the wine country, which it was always known at before the branding people got a hold of it. So the wine country is... It's just the wine lower country. Lowercase. You mean lowercase. Lowercase everything. Yeah. Not a proper noun. Not a proper noun. <laughs> but the East Cut is uppercase everything, which means they want to emphasize the. But uh, when I asked uh, Joe Walsh why he didn't call it the van mission, as in the mission, he was very determined that it was van mission to put the accent on the van. What did you guys think the first time you heard van mission? Because I, before even reading your story, I thought like a Van Halen van reboot. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought Van Halen, but like van mission would be like if Carlos Santana came and did the guitar for Van Halen. I mean, I thought immediately <laughs> of a Van Halen reference. You guys think a lot, of, we all think a lot about names here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then I thought Van Helsing, and then all the vans, and then I just thought, no, we need Sam to do a story on this. Yeah. Your thoughts, Sam? Well, Van is... Uh, Van S itself doesn't have that great a reputation, so I was even surprised they were willing to put the van in there. I would have thought uh, they would have looked for another street. Uh, in my research, I came across Market Octavia, which is another one I haven't heard of, that they're trying to brand the other side of Van S. So these are coming up every time well, a new brochure comes Well, that's more a planning out. term. I mean, that's a th there are so many overlays that go into how a place gets named. I mean. 
Van Mission, if we were to call it that, is part of the hub, which is the planning study for the blocks around Market and Van S, which is part of the Market Octavia plan. So it's how many can you have? Sometimes these things do stick. I mean, a lot of people live in the Golden Gateway in San Francisco, which is the redevelopment area north of Embarcadero Center. And that used to be the produce district. It was all torn down. Then you had a redevelopment district that came up with Golden Gateway in pretty generic terms. And if you actually are in that neighborhood, that's where you think you are. Even though it has no real reference to the Golden Gate Bridge... No. I don't even think you can see it from there. If you told me we were having lunch in the Golden Gateway, I would not know what you're talking <laughs> about. Funny thing is, if I said Jackson Square, you'd probably then kind of know which is what blends into yes, it. Yes, but that's a historical term. But that there's Jackson no Square Jackson was named. Square. Where's the Jackson? Where's the square in Jackson Square? No, well, I, I, no, I, it's just it's fascinating. The, where's the cow in Cow Hollow? I, I think we need to take. <laughs> I think we need to take a step back and decide. When does a neighborhood become a real neighborhood? When is it okay to name a neighborhood? Because there are neighborhoods that we would accept that got named in similar ways. Coal Valley. Coal Valley was not Coal Valley until a bunch of people in the hate were getting tired of hate being um, people thinking about the hippies, and they decided we're going to be Coal Valley over here, and that stuck. Well, they that, didn't that, like the McDonald's. Yes, that was the key. They nobody liked did. the McDonald's. But this is my problem with the rebranding, particularly by realtors of San Francisco neighborhoods, and it seems to me to just be so cynical and uh, and and actually anti poor people because it's it's usually neighborhoods that have concentrations of poor people and then there are some richer neighborhood developments that go on around it and those people don't want to be associated with the historical poor neighborhood because of that and I just think that says something really cynical about how we're developing the city and people where that people want to be identified with because we all identify with where we live mm-hmm. in the city so much I just think that's really kind of gross. And I, I think the shrinking Western edition is a part of that. Right. Um, Hayes Valley and John, you probably can talk more about this, but the Western edition used to be one of the biggest districts and now it's just like a few city blocks. Right. If you look at what right. everybody wants to call a neighborhood around there. Well, this plays out in a lot of cities where, as I said earlier, where you have populations changing, like Audrey was saying. I mean, Audrey and I have both lived at different points in Boston. I mean, there were points when, depending on what realtor you spoke with, the back bay had the dimensions of the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> I mean, any any sketchy block a few blocks away from the back bay suddenly was like, oh, yeah, it's part of the back bay. <laughs> I'll, char- I'll raise your rent $500. Like, this is not the back bay. Uh, the Western Edition, by the way, became Lower Pacific Heights, which has now been made worse as lower pack heights, oh. which is one, which is a San Fran yeah. type thing uh. that really grates on the locals out there. Okay, but this is where I would jump in: is who are the locals? I mean, if people, if people start calling it differently because that's what they call it, that is in fact what it becomes. It's like Soma, South of Market. That's a rip off of Soho. It was probably very conveniently coined by someone to, oh gosh, New York has Soho, we'll have Soma. Well, that's stuck. You know, it's still a lot of people talk about it. We use it in the papers, initials, things like that. I think it's kind of dumb because there's no real physical where is it, but it does stick. 
It killed off south of the slot, which I thought was a great name. That is a good name. Most people probably don't know we have a neighborhood map at the Chronicle that goes down to block by block, and 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 we never get in more trouble with readers than when we call something on the other side of the block a neighborhood that it's not, particularly around the Tenderloin, any of those areas, if it's actually south of Market and a new intern has the nerve to call it the Tenderloin. <laughs> like, I hear, I know you are out there, Randy Shaw. I hear from you, I, we, we, we get the message. Um, but there are, I, I looked up on Wikipedia how many neighborhoods are in the San Francisco neighborhood list. Guess how many there are that Wikipedia thinks exist? 92. John? I would guess heading toward 150. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to do like the price is right and go <laughs> one below Sam, 91. No, it's 122. Oh, and dang. there are places in here I've never heard of, like Butcherstown. I've never heard that oh, called. Yeah. I, I mean, I can guess yeah. where it is, but Little Hollywood, Little Russia, uh, and they're just there's some crazy. Germantown. There, that is not on this list. Well, oh, it's think, crazy. But. I mean, I I have a map of San Francisco from the 50s that a bank put out, and just I mean, that, my gosh, that's a total SF in itself. Just the, what it shows about the culture at the time but yeah there was like the, where dog patch is there's like this little picture of a cow and it's like slaughter town <laughs> like, <laughs> rather a cavalier approach but i would run into what audrey was talking about where i once made a reference to the outer sunset writing about a specific building and got easily a half a dozen emails from people who live in Parkside and people who live in Lower Sloat, Outer, whatever, just this is not the Outer Sunset. This is Parkside, Sloat, Terrace, whatever. I'm, I, I'm betting you got a Quentin Cop letter as well, handwritten. I didn't, unfortunately. You didn't? He, he was probably traveling at the time. Okay. There's well, also that, that a dispute it. in the sunset about what is the Outer Sunset and what is the Inner Sunset. Some people say it's east to west, outer sunset is closer to the ocean, but no less of an authority than the fighter Irish Pat Lawler told me that it had to do with proximity to the zoo. Nice. Outer was closer to the zoo. Gotcha. Well, I, I'm declaring us um, the Illuminati when it comes to <laughs> deciding what's a neighborhood and what's not a neighborhood. <laughs> so I want to go through neighborhood by neighborhood by some that I think are probably tweeners or starting to get accepted. And if there's a two-two tie, um, Audrey, we I have to change the style book. <laughs> no, I, Audrey, I think you should um, slack J.K. Deneen, <laughs> and he will be like our Sandra Day O'Connor if we have a two-two tie in fake neighborhood. So I'm just going to name a neighborhood, real or fake. Jump in as you wish. Nopa, north of the Panhandle. Nopa. The history, John, is I think it was a restaurant was called Nopa. And people kind of uh, removed that from the Western edition. Yes. Yes. It is a neighborhood. To me, it is. Okay. It, it definitely was Nopa the Restaurant, which took over the old Bank of America building, which created the whole thing. Okay. Yes or no? Yes. You accept it as a neighborhood? Yeah, I do. Okay. Audrey? I would never call it that, but I do think it has a different neighborhood distinction than the rest of the Western edition. But because I am an old-fashioned traditionalist, I refuse to call it that. So I'd say no. Okay. I am going to say, and it's a tweener, but I'm going to say yes. I don't like the division of Western edition 
but north of Panhandle, it makes sense geographically. It definitely has its own flavor up there. Um, and unfortunately, and it's also something that people casually use. Yeah. Nobody who isn't employed by the East Cut Community Benefits District says, we could meet for lunch in the East Cut. Yeah. NOPA, it is used as slang. Okay. I, I agree, but every time I've heard NOPA, and I went on a uh, podcast, Muni Diaries podcast, and it came up, and everybody who used NOPA used it, but then immediately qualified it by apologizing for using it. So, But okay, NOPA's in. Tender knob. Well, we invented it. We did? Yes, what? we no. did. No. Oh, no. And, Speak uh, for I, yourself, I, Sam. I, we invented it here at the Chronicle, and I uh, am against it. Even though I wrote the story that first put it out there. Oh, so you invented it. I, Not well, we invented with, it. You invented it. Two editors, we invented it while we were doing a nightclub tour in the 90s. That was a good series. I remember that. No. 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 But we didn't go do a good job of no. inventing it, did we? <laughs> I was going to say yes until I found out Sam did it. <laughs> I can't believe we did it. Um, Sam, uh I'm I'm surprised, but I gotta say it's lasted. We're talking about it 30 years later, it so it lasted. You know that's something. Um, La Lengua, La Lengua, In, invented. I'm not sure if it was invented by Burrito Justice, but it is. <laughs> it is promoted by Burrito Justice, uh, the um, uh, uh, steward of La Lengua, which is um, south of. Cesar Chavez, attached to the Mission District, kind of where Mitchell's Ice Cream and uh, Rio is, and um, uh, a little triangular uh, tongue-shaped outshoot from the Mission. John, Lalangua, yes or no? I bow to no one in my admiration for burrito justice, but I think it's a little contorted, so I will say no. I say yes, it has a nice ring to it, and that area needs a name. I say yes um, because I'm afraid of the Twitter backlash, <laughs> and I have been a defender of La Lengua. I have put it in stories. I'm a little afraid of Burrito Justice. That's partly why he's a very powerful Twitter presence. But um, I like it. It has a Spanish name. It makes sense. It's kind of cute. It's got that triangle, and it is kind of a separate neighborhood. I am pro La Lengua. Audrey? I am not afraid of Burrito Justice because I've already <laughs> suffered the wrath of his Twitter account for my fork use on my burritos, so I'm going to say no to this one, too. Is that a 2-2? That's a 2-2. Will you please slack will J.K. Slack Deneen, and hopefully by the end of this podcast we have a ruling on La Langua, real neighborhood or not a real neighborhood. Um, let's go with Van Mission. Van Mission. I don't think it will stick, but I don't, as corny as it is, I'm going to say no, but call me in 10 years. Okay. I say yes to the Van Mission. To the Van Mission. To the Van I Mission. still can't get used to Van Mission because it's too much like Van Morrison or Van Halen, but the Van Mission works for me. I will jump in here because Audrey is slacking. Um, my problem with Van Mission is, what is the neighborhood? It has no identity. I mean, and, and I know stuff is growing there, but the only thing I've ever done in the Van Mission, I think it's in the Van Mission, is I once in 1999, when I lived in San Francisco in the Haight, um, I got so many parking tickets that they booted my car, 
and I had to go find out how to get my car unbooted. And it, it was a journey that ended in what they're calling the van mission to pay like $390 worth of parking tickets to get my car released. That's my only memory of the the van mission. Is the that there was just there some, was a there's great a goodwill. Good, there was a goodwill. That's where the I think tower the Fillmore is. West was there too. Really, or Fillmore West. Why don't they just well, call it Fillmore West? Okay, I'm no on van mission, Audrey. You know, I drive by it every day on my Vespa, and there's you know these massive condo this massive condo tower going up there, and I and I do think it's clear that it's not really a part of any other neighborhood. I don't think one condo tower is going to make it a neighborhood. I don't think making up a name will either. So I'm going to stick with my uh, grouchy nose on all of these. Yeah. If you go no on La Lengua, you got to go no on yeah, Van Mission. Um, I'm nothing if not consistent. <laughs> East Cut. East Cut. Uh, I still think of it as Rank. I'll always think of it as Rankon Hill. I don't see why it has to change. I think it'll become known as Trans Bay, and I'm a no. Oh, that's interesting. I, you know, I lived in South Beach, which is a part of Soma, and I was very adamant that South Beach was a real part, a real neighborhood in and of itself. And Rincon Hill is a real part, and I agree. I, I think it's more of a part of Rincon Hill. So no, Grr. Splash Brothers. That's my final answer. Uh, that's a no. Moving on, great moments in real estate-driven neighborhood names that didn't make it. Uh, my favorite is the Quad. It was made by a, a 2014 kind of an area near Dolores Park where they didn't want to call it Mission. They wanted to create their own thing, and she created this name, wrote this whole thing about like quadsters hanging out. Quadsters like bicycles and pedestrian walkways. A, a real estate agent. A real estate agent made this and just got totally slammed. Everybody wrote about it and nobody calls it that anymore. Quad. <laughs> Union Square West, which somebody was trying to kind of detach part of the tenderloin and associate it with Union Square. That did not stick. John, can you think of some others? I can't really accept I'm interested in watching one fading away, which is Yerba Buena. You know, the whole area around Moscone Center, Yerba Buena Gardens, that was kind of intended to be the whole neighborhood there. And instead, as everything east of it has flourished and really taken off, what's Yerba Buena? You know what Yerba Buena Gardens is, but I think that's disappearing as a neighborhood name. Yeah. Uh, my favorite is San Francisco Shipyards, which failed uh, because of a neighborhood uprising uh, to retain Hunter's Point Shipyards. The uh, real estate agents, uh, or the marketer put it forth. I think a supervisor came out against it. There was a neighborhood uprising, and that was, I think, the last we've heard of San Francisco Shipyards. I, I'm sure gentrification was a, was a big issue Well, getting rid that. of the name Hunter's Point was uh, definitely yeah. a big issue. Yeah, well, I'm glad there's no San Francisco Shipyard. Um, I thought we covered a lot of ground. Um, found out that you're responsible for the tender knob. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We've made rulings on several neighborhoods. Um, very sorry, East Cut, but um, no more. And Audrey, do we have a ruling from JK yet on La Langua? Uh, well, JK is not responding to the editor-in-chief, uh, so we'll take <laughs> that up with him later. I also texted Heather Knight, who's not responding to me. So I, I kept going, and I asked Dom Fercasa, uh, who works in our city hall bureau, and he says... 
Is it a real thing as is, does it really exist? Absolutely not. P.S. I still don't accept the East cut. So wow, that's good enough for me. I think by the rules that we set forth by the beginning of this podcast, we have to wait for JK's answer, which we will get to on Twitter. And uh, thank you all very much for coming. Thank you for making time during your busy day to come down to our clean and lovely new archive studio and talk about fake neighborhoods. I'm going to make the rest of it clean, too. <laughs> it's <laughs> my new project. Importance. Delve into Arcana, surrounded by Arcana. Excellent. Thank you. <laughs> You are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Thank you to my colleagues Sam Whiting, John King, and Audrey Cooper. Total SF is a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. Our music is The Tide Will Rise by the Sunset Shipwrecks off their album Community and Cable Car Bell Ringing by eight-time champion Byron Cobb. Support Total SF in the newsroom that creates it by signing up for a Chronicle membership at sfchronicle.com slash pod. That's www.sfchronicle.com slash P-O-D.